Hey, good evening, everyone. I'm broadcasting live March 11th. Today's quote is about sand on a fingernail. The Buddha liked to, not like to, the Buddha was accustomed to or was, um, he was really good at finding examples in nature and coming up with comparisons between uh, the nature of the world Uh, the, the nature, the natural world and the nature of reality. So able to show similar, to, I'm using, using simple examples in nature. So it's a very common thing, common tool. So one day he picked up a few grains of sand on his fingernail And he asked Ananda, no, not Ananda, he asked a bunch of bhikkhus. He asked the bhikkhus, Tanging manyatam bhikkave katamang nuko bahutarang. Tell me, what do you think, monks, which is more? Yo vayang maya parito nakasikayang pangsu arupitwa arupitwo the little bit of sand that I've put on my fingernail wa or ayang mahapatavi or this great earth. He used the simile for different things. In one place, he talks about, well, not exactly the simile, but he, he says, uh, <coughs> this, even, uh, even a little bit of, uh, uh, he, there's one place where he talks about the, a little bit of, of feces, a little bit of manure, cow dung, or human dung, excrement, a little bit of excrement. You say, if you have a little bit of excrement, is it any better than a lot of excrement? It's a little bit of excrement, suddenly beautiful, suddenly wonderful. And they said, no, even a little bit of excrement is a bad thing. And the Buddha said, on oh, the same way, even a little bit of suffering, a little bit of samsara, a little bit of rebirth is, is still bad, still not the way, still not a goal, not something you should look for, should seek for. But here he uses this little bit to say that's like the number of beings that are born as humans. Being born as a human is a rare thing. 
the number of beings that are born as animals, as insects or rodents, birds, and even the higher mammals, fish, all these various types of animals. It's like the great earth. It's far, far more than that. Only a few humans. And even what he doesn't say here, but what he says elsewhere is, apakate manu sesu ye jana paragamino. Fewer, fewer the humans who actually make it uh, to a good destination are actually headed in the right direction. So being born as a human being is like winning a lottery. And most of us just squander it, waste it. It's like just a coincidence and then it's gone. We're back into the back into the pool of samsara. So we, there are many, many ways that we have to remember to take advantage of being born as a human being. We have to act like human beings. There are human beings that act like hell beings. There are human beings that act like ghosts. There are human beings that act like animals. And that's where they're going. That's where they're heading. Someone who's full of anger and hatred. It's like they're uh, a demon on earth. A person who's full of greed. <coughs> wanting this, wanting that. Can overcome their wanting. It's like a ghost. Hungry ghost. Wailing, wanting, never satisfied, like in the Christmas Carol, Marley, Scrooge's partner, who was destined to walk the earth, never satisfied, because he was full of greed when he was alive. Beings are full of delusion, arrogant and conceited, and just like cats, you know, cats are so arrogant and conceited, so oh, many of them, and dogs are, so, are, are just ignorant and kind of dumb. So if we're keen on ignorance and arrogance and conceit and all these things if we're caught up in drugs and alcohol deluding and befuddling our minds it's the way it's just like being a, an animal it's like being an animal on animal a human, a human animal but then there are other humans that are like angels there are other humans like that are like gods there are other humans that are like Buddhas. And these are the ones that we aim for. <clears throat>
And there are ways as a human being to be like a, an angel or a god or even a Buddha. We may not be a Buddha, but we can be like one. We follow the Buddha's example. We cultivate mindfulness and clarity and wisdom. We have to act. We, uh, we have to be mindful of our position as human beings. I've been getting calls lately, <laughs> and I have to say something. Someone call. It's it's really religion. Really does strange things to people. Spirituality. Um, sometimes it's just kind of funny because people come up to me all the time and say the wackiest things, and the emails I get, and the, and now the phone calls I'm getting. But sometimes it's. You have to be mindful of yourself. So someone called me up today, not to really, not to get upset or anything, but just to talk about this. Called me up today and just asked if this was a med the, med the International Meditation Center, I think. Um, and without introducing himself, without uh, asking how I was, if I've got time to talk, can I answer questions? Just started asking me questions about about monks and why monks weren't keeping the rules and why I'm not doing my videos. And I, 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 I didn't want to answer him. I didn't feel comfortable because I didn't feel like he was mindful. That's not how you start a conversation with someone. When uh, When people come up when someone comes to you, when you approach someone, you should ask how they are, you should introduce yourself, and you should be mindful of the fact that you don't know this person. And so to ask them you know, deep questions about this, you know, not deep, but personal questions really about monastic life and why monks this and that, without ever even, without even telling me your name. And I asked this guy, I said, do I know you? Or so? And uh, anyway, I, it wasn't a big, I just, I thought afterwards that because I didn't answer and I was just quite quiet and he started laughing at me and, and then hung up. And, you know, I just, I, that's past, that's not a problem. I'm not trying to, to come on here to vent. Um, but I know this this kind of attitude, sometimes we're not mindful. We have to be mindful. Because I think it's because it's out of our realm. You know, we get good at, uh, we're good at being human in our, in the frame of reference that we have. So when we go to work or school, we get good at playing the game. So we get good at saying the right things. And as a monk, I I am proficient at being a monk and proficient at, you know, you, you, but when you're taken out of your your comfort zone, it's familiar. And you don't have, you can't rely upon habit. I think this goes for a lot of uh, situations. You know, when you're sick, people can be very irritable and, and, and unmindful when they're sick because it's a situation that they're not accustomed to. 
when we're surrounded by people or when we're in public or this is the, by the importance of understanding mindfulness it's not it's quite different from habit it's different from concentration it's not something you can build up something you have to be well, you build it up but you build it as a skill and then you use it you have to be, use it you have to be mindful to remember yourself and so this is let this be a lesson it's an interesting lesson of acting acting appropriately when you talk to people <coughs> when you engage with people this is kind of kind of a thing that's not related to being uh, not related to meditation but also very much related to meditation it means how we behave in the world around us. The things we do, the things we say. Uh, it's, it's not meditation. And people often ask me questions about what should I do in this situation? What should I do? How should I behave as a human being in this situation? In the other situation. And it's, these are difficult questions to answer. People are expecting a solution to their problems. But it's very much, you know, so it's unrelated to meditation, but very much related to meditation because I can't give you the answer. That's not how it works. The, 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 uh, the requirement is a foundation that is capable of dealing with your own problems. You, know, you have to find the solution for yourself. That's the only way it works. I tell you the answer, and then you go and do this or do that. It's it's, it's artificial, you see. And whatever you say or whatever you do, it's not from the heart. It's not real. So it requires mindfulness as a base. That's why it's so important. You want to truly be a human, truly live as a human being. You need mindfulness as the base. You always, always come back to mind. Or sati, mindfulness may not be the best word. Oh, oh right. I was, um, I meditated earlier and then somehow the timer didn't work, so I clicked it late. So I think it says I'm just finishing meditation now. I, I did my hour. If you're wondering why I'm supposed to be meditating when I'm doing this, because we've got everybody signs in for when they're going to meditate and i was doing meditation like an hour ago over an hour ago and uh, then it didn't click for some reason so i after i did walking i checked it and then i clicked it so it's a half an hour late i'm not just clicking and then not meditating that's the danger with this can't tell whether people are actually meditating. I don't know why anyone would. Anyway. So yeah, that's the quote for this evening. Let's give a little Pali. Where's the Pali? Apakate sata yemanuse supacha jayam. Even so, monks, 
few are those beings that are reborn as humans. Atako eteye wa bahutara satta ye anyatra manuse pacha jayanti. Far more are those beings that are born as something other than human. Tasmati habikave evang sikitabang. Therefore, O monks, here you should train thus. Appamatta viharisama. We will dwell with appamada, appamatta, not intoxicated, not confused in the mind, mindful basically. A one he will be kavesikitabang. Thus should you train for bhikkhus. This is the Sanyutta Nikaya. Nakasika Sutta, the fingernail sutta. Uh, nakasika, what is sika? Naka Naka is fingernail. Sika. Uh, the top, the tip. Nakasika is the tip of the fingernail. So that's the Dhamma for tonight. And if people have questions, I'm going to now post the Hangout. So you're welcome to come and ask questions there. And I expect anyone who comes on to be mindful and to introduce themselves and to uh, be respectful and mindful of the sorts of questions that should be asked. And now that I've scared everyone away. Um, there's come on, I'm sure. It's just strange that people... Um, there's a certain familiarity where people just come up to me and start talking. There was someone at university, I think I mentioned this, he came, he came up to me and said, uh, look, you can't walk around wearing that kind of clothes and not have people want to come up and ask you about it and expect people to not come up and ask you. And I turned to him and I said, why not? <laughs> like, Mind your own business. But that guy turned out to be quite nice. He was actually quite respectful. And, uh, recently, another person called us um, from a radio station and they want to come by tomorrow. They're gonna come by at 11 tomorrow, <coughs> which is bad timing, it's right when we're eating, but okay. And they want to ask us about our program. Uh, you know, basically to give us free publicity, which is awesome, very kind of them. So uh, there are people do are starting to find out about us. We just have to be ready for it. And I think I have to start screening my calls because this person wasn't very happy with me in the end. I don't think I wasn't answering. You see, um, it's common for it was common just a lot of there's stories of monks, arahants even, who wouldn't answer questions. They just wouldn't say anything. When a question or when someone was saying something to them that just wasn't. Um, 
it's because of indifference. You know, monks are not like the Buddha. So, so uh, I've done this before, and and people can be very upset at you for not answering their questions because they're so used to. I mean, social. This is the so the social way is is to have you know, someone when you talk to someone you should answer them. And uh, so this person was saying today, was it just an interesting point? He was saying. Um, I said, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people and I've never had someone not answer, <laughs> just not say anything. And I didn't reply to that. And then he said, I'm not sure it's what the Buddha uh, would have done or you know, basically he would have wanted or something, you know, basically criticizing and saying, you know, this is what you're doing is wrong. But, you know, the funny thing is, why do I care? You know, why does it matter to me what you think? It doesn't. I mean, it's something about being a monk, that we're very much outside of this. <laughs> I didn't come to you, you called me. So, uh, this is, I, I, it's an interesting point for me as a monk to, to be in this sort of situation. But one interesting aspect of it is the power that we have. We're not required to... You know how you have sometimes you play into other people's games? Uh, bait, you know, bait and switch. You ever heard of this idea of bait and switch where someone baits you with something and then if you get in with, into it with them, then they start on something else and they drag you on and, and on and into something that's often quite unwholesome and, and you know, uh, useless speed. And... <laughs> not have we don't have the responsibility to play other people's games i guess is is the general point that i'm making that's interesting to me i think as a monk um, i have that luxury not having to play into people's games um, and it's really a power of having left the world because there's nothing you can do to me i'm i i'm happy to help I told this guy, if you want to learn meditation, I'm you know, happy to help. But that wasn't really the interest. And anyway. We have a great power in mindfulness, in uh, not worrying, not clinging not needing anything from other people. Anyway, enough talk. Thank you all. Uh, I guess there's no questions, so that's all for this evening. Wishing you all good practice and good night.